The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's a nine minutes after eight. Thank you so much for staying with us here on AM Live. If you've just joined us, well, welcome to the show. FIFA officials, including two vice presidents, were arrested in a pre-dawn raids in their five-star hotel in Zurich yesterday. All in all, 14 people, nine FIFA officials and five corporate executives have been indicted in money laundering, racketeering and wire fraud charges. The officials are accused of taking in excess of $150 million in bribes stretching back 24 years. The arrest of all of these uh, stem from the U.S. Department of Justice's investigation into corruption in CONCACAF, FIFA's North and Central American and Caribbean Regional Authority. FIFA President Seb Blatter is not amongst those accused. But uh, the South African government and the 2010 Local Bid Committee have both been named in a U.S. indictment into the widespread uh, spread practices, practices of bribery and corruption. And a joint investigation by that uh, U.S. Department of the FBI and the Internal Revenue Services have revealed that schemes of fraud um, involved uh, FIFA officials and marketing officials in the United States, Caribbean and South America in the main. Sherwin Barais Peace compiled this report. Arrests began in Switzerland with seven FIFA officials picked up in Zurich, followed by an early morning raid on CONCACAF's headquarters in Miami, Florida with charges including racketeering, wire fraud and money laundering, as U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch explains. The criminal activity that we've identified did not solely involve sports marketing. Around 2004, bidding began for the opportunity to host the 2010 World Cup, which was ultimately awarded to South Africa, the first time the tournament would be held on the African continent. But even for this historic event, FIFA executives and others corrupted the process by using bribes to influence the hosting decision. The indictment also alleges that corruption and bribery extended to the 2011 presidential FIFA election and to agreements regarding sponsorship of the Brazilian national soccer team by a major U.S. sportswear company. Four individuals are known to have pleaded guilty to certain charges and are cooperating with the investigation that extends to crimes committed as far back as 1991. The acting U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of New York, Kelly Curry. The entities that are at the core of our indictment are uh, the Continental Confederations of CONCACAF and Bowl, but other parts of FIFA are, are implicated as well. As the attorney general mentioned, the World Cup 2010 selection uh, bribery scheme, which is described in the indictment, uh, alleges that in connection with the selection of South Africa uh, to host the 2010 World Cup, there were bribes paid in, in, in connection with that scheme, and one of the and South Africa is one of the members of the uh, of the African Confederation. Swiss authorities have also launched criminal proceedings in relation to the awarding of the 2018 and 2022 World Cups in Russia and Qatar, respectively. Loretta Lynch said her department was determined to root out corruption and bring wrongdoers to justice. Beginning in 1991, two generations of soccer officials, including the then presidents of two regional soccer confederations under FIFA, one being the Confederation of North Central American and Caribbean Association football, known as CONCACAF, which includes the U.S., and the South American Football Confederation, or CONMEBOL, which represents organized soccer in South America, used their positions of trust 
within their respective organizations to solicit bribes from sports marketers in exchange for the commercial rights to their soccer tournaments. They did this over and over, year after year, tournament after tournament. Those indicted in the U.S. case stand accused of accepting bribes and kickbacks in excess of $150 million over a 24-year period. More broadly, the indictment reveals an astounding breadth of corrupt activity that extended beyond the awarding of hosting tournaments into issues of marketing, match locations and broadcasting rights globally. And while current FIFA president Sepp Blatter has not been named in the indictment, law enforcement officials would not comment on whether he was in their sights as well. One official described the day's events as a red card for FIFA and for World Cup fraud. I'm Shervin Bricebees in New York. And um, our question this morning that we are asking you um, is, you know, what you make of all of this? What are your views on this current FIFA investigation? This, as we discuss FIFA's multi-million dollar scandal. 891 is the number to dial. SMS us on 34701. Tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. And uh, now to welcome our guest this morning, um, a well-known South African journalist and sports writer and reporter, TK. Thomas Nkwenaite, good morning. Thanks for speaking to us. Good morning, Sakina, and morning to your listeners as well. And we also have with us, um, she's been with us all morning, in fact, SABC Sports Editor Janet Witten. Thanks for coming through. It's a pleasure. Now, Janet, let me start with you. Are, are you surprised? Should we at all be surprised at what is currently playing out with regard to FIFA? You know, I think the story was always going to come to a head at some point. Um, so the fact that it's come out is not a surprise. It's been bubbling for many, many years. Um, and there have been these allegations going on for a long time. And there have been question marks over uh, Sepp Blatter's honesty and everybody else's honesty within FIFA for a very long time. I think the only part of this that's a surprise is where it's come from. The fact that it's the United States who's gone all out to do the investigation and to try and get the, uh, the, the extraditions and to get people arrested to face charges in the United States. That's come as a surprise. Well, why is it a surprise, though? Because they're talking about, uh, you know, the involvement of CONCACAF and, you know, the fact that some of these transactions obviously were on their radar. So... World soccer, the United States. You know, you don't, you don't. UEFA has been has been talking for quite a for for, for quite a while and making um, ma- making these suggestions that there should be a proper investigation. And certainly, they were focused on the uh, the allocation of the 2018 and 2022 World Cups, particularly the 2022 World Cup um, to Qatar. And I think they um, kind of had a chip on their shoulder because some of them some of their members were the ones that lost out to Russia. Well, Russia is one of them, but. Uh, certainly to Qatar. Um, so, so the, the, you know, they, they, they felt hard done by in that situation. And I think a lot of people felt, uh, presumed that when it eventually came to it and it was exposed, it would probably come from one of those European countries. The United States hasn't really been at the forefront of this and hasn't really been involved. And... Uh, the fact that all of this investigation is centered around what's happened in CONCACAF is not necessarily a surprise because there's always been those allegations. There's been that simmering undercurrent. There's, there's been talk for a long time about um, the Brazilian Football Federation and some of the sponsorship deals that they've had and various other issues that have been going on around. So the fact that CONCACAF is the center of the investigation is not necessarily a surprise. Um, but I'm still surprised that 
the, the U.S. has taken the lead here. Mm. And uh, TK, this all comes at a time when uh, the FIFA top brass are gathered in Zurich and there is the impending election that is taking place. Does that, uh, do you think, have anything to do with what we are seeing currently, especially given the timing of this particular matter? I think, um, Sakina, the timing was perfect because I think uh, the FBI knew that all um, the people that they are targeting would be gathering in Zurich for this FIFA Congress. So I'm sure it would have been difficult for them to, you know, um, go and investigate these people in Cameroon, in Nigeria, in Australia, you know, in Brazil, all over. They knew that they would kill two birds with one stone if they you know, pounced on them during this particular period. Said really for football, but as Janet said, it's been simmering for quite a long time, and some of us are not really, really surprised because um, we knew all along that something was amiss with the boys' club, you know. And, and, and one wonders if some people have been banned a couple of years ago uh, when this whole, uh, remember um, um, uh, the Qatari uh, head of uh, their bid committee, who was who was uh, said to be involved in corruption and all that, and then he was banned from. Now you start to wonder when all these revelations are coming out. You start to wonder if they are genuinely and indeed banned, or they are just pushed out of the way and you know they whisper in their ear that don't worry, we will look after you. Just take the bullet, we will look after you. But it, it is not the end, believe me. It's just the scratching of the surface, I suspect. Mm. And um, how much does this have to do with the fact that we know that there are many in world football who want to see the end of Seb Blatter's reign, TK? Um, Sakina, I think, I think um, uh, now, now when all these things, when at least nine up to 14 members of a 24 uh, executive committee organization are... Uh, you know, are arrested or charged with allegations of being involved in corruption and racketing, you start to wonder if the head of the organization was not aware all along. You know, that begs the question. And, it, it, you know, it, I think if we, if we look back to the time when Charles Dempsey, you know, refused mm-hmm. to cast his vote, then it begins to make sense, uh, Sakina, that all these things were just, were just happening um, uh, below the surface, and some of us were just not really, really aware. And uh, and uh, I think I think the call will intensify for Seb Blatter, you know, for his sake and for the sake of the organization to step down. He is not going to avoid this. Already, the the UEFA are intensifying their call that Seb must have known and he must step down while investigations are continuing. They are even calling for the a postponement of the elections tomorrow, and who can blame them? But, Janet, it's not about what you know. It's about what you can prove. And there was a previous investigation at FIFA, um, albeit an internal investigation, and Sepp Blatter was cleared. His predecessor, though, Jao Havelange, um, he had then resigned as honorary president of FIFA because of that particular incident, because um, he allegedly, not allegedly, uh, well, he was found guilty that him and along with uh, two others had accepted illegal payments from uh, one of FIFA's marketing partners. So Seb Blatter escapes that one where it was, you know, uh, basically alleged that he was corrupt. And now two years later, 
Here we are again. I think it is interesting that the U.S. investigation specifically goes back to 1991. That sounds like a long time, and, it sound, and, and they talk about two generations of soccer administrators. But that two generations of administrators covers one generation of, of Sepp Blatter. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that uh, Jao Havlange is, is immune to all of this, and I don't think he's completely innocent in all of this. This problem didn't start because of Sepp Blatter, and it didn't continue only because of Sepp Blatter. However, I think that... Um, uh, you know, it, it it all has to be proved still. And just to emphasize the fact that um, no charges have been laid against Sepp Blatter yet. But I do think that under Sepp Blatter's administration, the culture has been allowed to not only continue, but to thrive. And how much Sepp Blatter is directly involved is unclear. Did he himself, is there money in his bank account that shouldn't be there? That still has to be proved and obviously hasn't been proven yet. Otherwise, charges would have been laid against him. But certainly the culture has been created. And I think a lot has to do with the warped balance of power that is that there is within um, within within FIFA and FIFA in, in general. Because you look at the situation as a stand at the moment. We're talking about CONCACAF a lot. CONCACAF is the central and North American region of FIFA. It has 41 members. One of those members is a country called Montserrat. And mm-hmm. every time you mention that, everybody says, but isn't that an opera singer? Montserrat is actually <laughs> a country. It's a country that isn't big enough to even field a soccer team. So they don't even have a team. But they are a fully-fledged member of CONCACAF and thus a fully-fledged member of FIFA. Thus they have an equal vote to Brazil or Germany or any other country. Does that make sense? Because what... How are Montserrat going to vote in any situation? They're going to vote in in the way that the guy who is the only guy who is involved in soccer in Montserrat, how it's going to benefit him. Now, he's not one of of the guys who's been arrested. I'm just using it as an example. But the question about Montserrat is whether uh, whether this was Seb Blatter's doing. Did they become a member under no, Sepp no, Blatter? No, no, no. That's why I say I don't think I think I think that it's a, that it, that the situation has been allowed to thrive under Sepp Blatter, but it's not Sepp Blatter's creation. The the the, the monster that FIFA has become has 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 grown exponentially under Sepp Blatter, but it's not his creation. It's a problem that's been there for for a very long time, and it's a problem. I, you know, one also has to look at it and say, with the size of soccer and with the amount of money that is involved, five. billion US dollars just in television rights between 2011 and 2013. In two years, that's how much money they got just from TV rights. That's not from hosting events. That's not from any other money that's been, that's been involved. That's just from TV rights. The kind of money we are talking about would, is more than the, than than the the GDP of most Mm. normal sized countries, let alone small countries. So, you know, it's, it's almost ripe for, the situation low hanging fruit as they say yes. but then the, the the other issue that really you know uh, uh, basically uh, caught my attention tk was the fact that you know yeah. if you're looking at the, um, uh, the 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 scope of this investigation why did they hone in on south africa's world cup 2010 i mean uh, over this period a host of countries have uh, actually had the honor, the pleasure of hosting the World Cup. There was Germany, there was France, there was South Korea. Most recently, there was Brazil. Why us? Why South Africa? I think, I think, you know, what, what actually happened is um, as soon as um, FIFA awarded the 20, 2018 to Qatar, to Russia, and 2022 to Qatar, 
There were some bitter, very bitter countries that felt that they deserved to host the tournament uh, more than Qatar. And mind you, the technical report that went to investigate Qatar's um, ability and readiness to host the tournament, Qatar came last among the countries that were bidding, and yet they won the vice. So there were some countries that were very bitter. And I will today um, confirm that I was in a group of investigators that included a journalist from Botswana, another journalist from Cameroon, there was one from England, and we went as far as Nigeria, we went to Australia, we went to New York, the Cayman Islands, we were gathering information. And I think that is when we even met Michael Garcia, remember the former uh, 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 mm-hmm. USA Attorney General. We met him in New York, and he briefed us about what he's going to do. And in, as he started investigation, you know, all these things started coming out. And for information, Takina, he compiled, I think, a 400-page uh, dossier about what he has discovered. But FIFA compressed it to 42 pages. Remember, Michael even quit after this. He was so bitter that he quit because his recommendations were kicked out. And, not, and, and I think that is when he took this whole thing to the FBI and the FBI started putting together what he has uncovered so far and all these rotten apples came tumbling out. Well, on the forum at 8 this morning, we are discussing FIFA's multi-million dollar scandal. So taking your calls right now, 0891-104-208. And with us uh, in studio, of course, is Janet Witten and Thomas T.K. Gwenaite. Let's go to Janusz in Johannesburg. Good morning. Hello? Good morning. Is it Yunus or Janusz? Yunus, Yunus. Morning, Yunus. Hi there. Two points quickly. The first one is there was a journalist, or there is a journalist, Andrew Jennings, who's done an extensive survey on and written, and he's actually written a book about FIFA also and what he claims to be corruption there. And I think when Tim Odise was on the forum at uh, at eight, he actually had Andrew Jennings on his show. So it should, I think, one day if you could replay that tape, you'll you'll hear the stories there. That's the first part. The second one is if South Africa is implicated in a figure of $10 million is going, going around, being bandied around, my concern is, is not who facilitated that, if it is true, that is, these allegations, but where did that money come from? Because if we looked at even the rand at 10 to the dollar, that you're looking at a figure of 100 million rand. So my concern is if these allegations are true, where did that money come from? All right. Thanks, thanks. so much, Eunice. Uh, let's go to Khutato in Pretoria. Good morning, Khutato. Well, Tina, uh, two quick ones for me. Uh, one, I think we, you know, your, your, your panelists should also acknowledge that there are very powerful forces that are out to get that blatter because of his effort to decentralize or take away the dominance of the northern hemisphere in soccer. That's why we had it here. I mean, new entrants are there, Qatar, and a lot of powerful people are not happy with that. The second one that is a bit curious for me is that this happens in the background where there's been a lot of shuttling by football personalities to the Middle East because of the impending uh, 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 resolution by the Palestinians for Israel to be expelled from uh, 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 FIFA. Could that also have any bearing on this sudden investigation? Okay, thanks, Kutato. I'm not going to use the, 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 the term.
conspiracy theories because they will abound during times like this. Mukhomoti in Mosakeng, good morning. Morning, how are you, Sakina? Uh, well, and you? I'm okay. Sakina, I, I think the issue that we really need to look at is this exclusive West Club of FIFA. I mean, if you look at Blatter, in the last time he promised that you won't be standing for the fifth term. Now he's talking about the finish and finish mandate. And you look that he's been the Secretary General of FIFA for how long? I, 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 I really believe FIFA is just a powerful force that needs to be monitored as again. Because they also, when they host uh, their World Cup, they want government guarantees and they don't want any interference. The reason they wouldn't want interference, again, is because they would want to go on with their shenanigans without any interference from any quarter. And where there is smoke, there's always fire. Because clearly you cannot claim that Blatter is not out of all these things. What happened in 2006 when we were supposed to be hosting? What YMC was not dealt with? It's because of this corruption that's happening within FIFA. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mukhomoti. Uh, and of course, uh, that multi-million dollar scandal uh, that is currently playing out. So what are your views on that? The lines are open 891 Salim in Durban, good morning. Good morning to you, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? And to your panel very well, thank you. Sakina, you know, I've heard commentators mention that the biggest losers in the whole debacle are the fans. But really, do the fans care? Because the shenanigans in the boardroom and in the background I mean, fans want the football. They want the. They will still support it. So, my question to your panel is: Do the fan really care? Indeed, and 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 that's a good question, Salim. Do you care? I do. I do absolutely, absolutely. Because obviously, you know, uh, in inverted commas, virtually blatter rules FIFA, and which was wrong, and uh, with the bribery and the corruptions and all the underhand money and all that's going on. I definitely care, but out there, when you mention to the to the general public in football, bingo, the football World Cup is on. Let's go and support it. People love football, and what the shenanigans goes on, they want to see football, and they want to view FIFA World Cup football. Mm. And because then, at the end of the line, just to just to follow on, I think the fans do care, but one must must also remember that unlike the controversies that have gone around over cricket over the last couple of years, we're not talking match fixing here. So far, there's been no allegation that matches have been fixed mm. within this context of what we're talking about here. Matches, are, of course, have been fixed for years and years. But yeah, in this particular context, we're not talking match fixing. Fair, I agree that. And, Janice, and also another point is, let's say, you know, we have the FIFA World Cup back in South Africa. I mean, the stadiums and the South Africans public will adore it. They'll go crazy, not realizing what happened like three, four years ago. Yeah. No, Salim, I'll take your point. And, and, and as I say, I think that's a good question. Do you actually care? You know, now that you know what has been revealed and you think back on World Cup 2010, when Philip was here and, you know, <laughs> we were all in that sort of vibe and some of us even had, you know, uh, d- suffered from mild depression and withdrawal symptoms after the World Cup. Would it have mattered? Would it have made a difference to your experience of World Cup 2010 had you known about the allegations that have surfaced now or the charges, I should say, that have been leveled against certain people now of bribery, racketeering, money laundering and the like? Uh, Tsepo in Kempton Park, good morning. Hi, Fakina. Morning to you and your guests. Um, I think the first point that we need to look at is the fact that the U.S., why the U.S. raised this issue is because they beat at the 2022 World Cup and they lost it. So they were bitter 
and in the process they had to find a way <coughs> to fight back this whole thing. And another thing that we, we've ignored is the fact that um, the, the UEFA president was meant to be running against Blatter. He pulled out in the process. And no one ever followed out the reasons why he pulled out, because he is the one that could provide more reasons and clarity as to why he, he eventually decided not to, to compete against Blatter. Thank okay, you. thank you so much uh, there. Uh, let's go to Nelson in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, Shakina. Welcome, Nelson. Yes, just a thought. Morning, thanks. Just a thought, as I'm listening to the program, I'm not too, too much in football, but obviously I do watch highlights. I just want to ask your guest if she can remember something that uh, one of the Zagan footballer, Kalusha Wadia, was arguing that... Uh, uh, one of the best footballers, I don't remember if it's Charles Musonda, his record shows that he's one of the best scholar on earth. I don't know the argument. Can she remember something about that? And if she can remember anything about that, could that also go into this, what is happening right now? Oh, I, I think I vaguely remember that story. Uh, we'll come back to I it. Do, uh, I you do. also, I, yeah, yeah, TK, you remember that. So, yeah, we'll come yes, back I to do. that. Let's just, um, well, we'll take more calls after this. Maybe, TK, you can start with that particular story there. I think what happened is um, FIFA recognized um, one particular European player as the all time all-time best goal scorer because apparently he scored about 90 goals in one season or 80 goals mm. in one season. However, the Zambian Football Federation went to FIFA with records and statistics that Charles Musonda actually scored 114 goals in one season. But for some obscure reasons, FIFA refused to recognize him. They said there were no tangible, there was no tangible proof that he did score those goals. Mm. I think, I think, and, 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 and many Zambians were very upset and very bitter about, about the, the snap by FIFA. I remember I that now. that's what the gentleman is referring to, yes. Thanks for jogging our memories there, uh, TK, on that particular story. So that's what he was referring to. And um, yes. as I was yes. saying, you know, uh, the one thing that you know is going to happen is that there will be many a conspiracy theory uh, that will come out of this. But the one thing that is clear is that um, you know, many of our listeners just looking at uh, the other messages coming through via SMS and also the social media platforms is that, you know, people are still questioning the involvement of the United States in this particular matter. And then um, uh, the, some of the things that are coming up, uh, as uh, the caller was just saying, is the fact that um, they lost out um, uh, when bidding and also did uh, the um, uh, did England. And uh, also the issue of Palestine and Israel. That's actually an interesting point because it's not a point that's come up and I think that there is certainly something to be said um, for that. But as far as the United States is concerned, my feeling about that is, as I mentioned earlier on, I'm surprised that this has come from the United States and certainly um, UEFA have been quite vocal about um, about their anti-Seplatter uh, sentiments, even though Seplatter is one of them, let's not forget. <laughs> um, but... Um, my feeling on this is that, yes, their reasons for doing this might be flawed and they might be doing it for the wrong reasons, but they're still doing the right thing. Mm. Okay. And uh, TK, what's think, your take I think, on I that? Think my, my view, Sakina, is that um, uh, the whole world was, was, was aware of what is going on within, within um, uh, FIFA 
but nobody was prepared to stand up and bring this whole to, a, to an end. And the United States, my personal view is that they probably, probably labor under the impression that if this whole thing comes out, maybe, just maybe, a new executive could be installed in, and Qatar and, and Russia could be stripped of their rights to, to, to host the World Cup, and perhaps they could step in and host one of the two. That's my feeling, Kalenda, Sakina. I may be, I may be wrong. But that's, that's my impression of the whole thing, why they have been so vigorously involved in this whole investigation. And not forgetting the fact that they themselves hosted a World Cup uh, during uh, this period under investigation. So did they investigate themselves? What came out of that? Uh, because it would be interesting to know, Janet. It would, it would be very interesting to know. And so far, there have been no real mentions of, of, of any scandal with, with regard to that World Cup in the United States. Um, there's obviously been mention of 2010. There's uh, specifically been mention of, of Brazil and various stuff that, uh, involving Brazil. But we don't have all of the details of everything that's come out since, 1990, since 1991, which is, which is um, what Loretta Lynch, the U.S. Attorney General, specifically mentioned as kind of the starting date of their investigation. Um, it'll Seems be interesting to see. What, uh, uh, well, we don't know at yet because we don't value. have all the information. But certainly the information that they've released at the start of this whole thing has, seems to have been very selective. Yes, they've, yeah, they've, they've, they've kicked up the easy targets. Mm. And, then, and then Eunice raised the issue about the money, the $10 million. And he wants to know where do you think the money came from, TK? Um, you know, it, it's shocking to hear that, and uh, and uh, while while we are still um, um, grasping at, in, in the air about if this is indeed true, where did it come from? I suspect that it could have come either from some of the sponsors within South Africa, or it could have come directly from the government. If indeed such monies have been paid. Mm-hmm. That was a suggestion that I heard yesterday that it did come directly from the from government, government, and we know, we all know that it is possible to do that kind of um, fancy accounting if 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 you so desire. But there certainly we have we have no basis for for any proof of any direct allegations, and we certainly can't put any names to it yet. At least not at this point. Yeah. Uh, so we'll keep tracking the story. Uh, but uh, just also very quickly touching on what Kutato mentioned about uh, decentralization of power and the fact that, you know, this could be uh, about uh, the world dominance, the, the, the dominance in world football and the fact that perhaps that power was kind of shifting. I think it may be shifting, and I think that's why that's why the, the that's why UEFA UEFA have tried very hard to bring this to the forefront over the last couple of years, and they haven't succeeded. Um, uh, one of the callers did mention the fact that the UEFA president had initially suggested he would stand against Seplat and then pulled out. Michel Platini pulled out very early on in the race. He was replaced by a couple of other European contenders, Louis F- Louis Figo amongst them, who only pulled out of the race um, within the last couple of weeks. Um, but I think he claimed that he wanted to concentrate on UEFA and what's happening there. But I think certainly that there is a certain amount of power shifting going on. And the United States have been has been working very hard since they hosted the World Cup to develop their football and to develop their power base within football. They've, they, the, the, the MLS has grown quite substantially. They are buying a lot of big names. There's a lot of money in Major League Soccer. It might not be the biggest sport in the United mm-hmm. States, but there's certainly a lot of money in it. Um, and I think that they are pushing for, certainly for a bigger say in how the world game is run.
Well, well, well. Uh, Tabo Muechi on Twitter says, most importantly, the U.S. Um, Attorney General should investigate why Bafana Bafana are not scoring goals. I smell corruption there. <laughs> so uh, let's get back to the lines. 0891-104-208. Uh, Sam in Wind- uh, Winterfeld. Good morning. Morning, Sam. Okay, Sam, not there. Let's move on to Randberg. Bruce, good morning. Yeah, morning. Uh, j- just, just, just to set some context, there's actually two separate investigative streams going on. The Americans are not investigating the, uh, the 2018 and 2022 awarding of the World Cups. That's the Swiss. So, you know, if, if it, you hear this argument, oh, they're just bitter. It's sour grapes. The, the Americans are investigating the rampant corruption over the last 20 years, the marketing, mm-hmm. but the Swiss are the ones investigating the awarding of the World Cups in, to Russia and Qatar, respectively. And, I mean, people, people say, why do we care? I mean, we should care. Corruption is destroying our own country. And just because it's a global sport, it's a principle. We should be opposed to it, and we should be, we should be supporting this investigation. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bruce. There, Janet, you wanted to respond to that quickly? Um, yes. I, I, although Bruce's facts are absolutely correct, um, I don't think that those two investigations can be separated as absolutely as he said, because the, because the, the, the consequences of the U.S. investigation will be so far-reaching that they will certainly have knock-on effects. And I think that the fact that these two investigations were both made public on the same day is not a coincidence. There's my conspiracy theory. Mm. Augustine <laughs> says, definitely, Sakina must be involved in this scandal. No doubt on this one. <laughs> you know what, uh, Augustine, I would be very aggrieved because I don't have Your the money to show for not it. Yeah, it. so whoever took my money, I want it back. Let's go to uh, uh, Sheila in Durban. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. I just want to say, if we have a conscience, our conscience, we definitely are going to worry about what you know this kind of bribery and corruption, simply because we have hundreds, millions of people that are going hungry every single day in South Africa, and we have two, 26.4 million people that are unemployed in this country. They do not benefit from this kind of sport. When we have a World Cup, just tell me exactly who benefits from that sport. Um, in terms of finances or employment uh, in this country. And the same will go for the Commonwealth Games that they intend hosting. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sheila. Edward and Nelspreet. Yes, hi, hello. Um, I, my um, uh, contribution was, was that I, I thought that uh, part of the investigation in the U.S., why the, the, the U.S. is leading it, was that uh, Chuck, Bla- Chuck Blazer, which is a, who's a member of CONCACAF, um, was actually found out by IRS that there's some money up to the tune of $11 million which were um, um, uh, not accounted for. So the IRS actually initiated an investigation and requested him to wear a wire to out some of the members in the executive because he was, if you actually look at the hierarchy of the uh, FIFA executive, he was quite senior in the CONCACAF. So he actually went out and outed some of the, the members of the FIFA executive. And also... This whole issue also relates to the powers in, in, world, in, in world football. Um, Janet Whitten made a, a mention earlier about um, uh, some minor countries having equal power to some powerful European countries. Now, um, I, I've applauded uh, uh, somebody like Sir Plata for having a situation whereby we normalize 
the power base international football. But it, it, it cannot be to a situation whereby at the moment we are having minor countries which are actually holding the entire world football at ransom. Uh, because they are, they, they are having vote, the same voting power as, as powerful European blocs. As much as I don't want to see the, 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 the FIFA being dominated by Europeans, we also have to make sure that we recognize that Europeans uh, uh, or Europeans' member association bring in the most uh, uh, money into the world game. And that some recognition has to go towards it. And they are the, uh, the ones actually now we are calling for... For, 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 for FIFA to hold the elections tomorrow, whereas all the other member associations are under Sepp Platter's uh, um, 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 pocket and they are quiet. And why is that? I mean, it should be a shame on all other um, uh, Oceania, Asia, and all these other CONCACAF or CONDEMOL, wherever in the South Americas, that everybody is quiet and they're not speaking out against this corruption that's going on. It's only UEFA. Who are the who are having the moral authority? We should we should be ashamed. Do they have the moral authority? I mean, well, are they, they speaking out against corruption, or are they simply, you know, questioning the fact that Blatter has perhaps overstayed his visit? I think the moral the, the 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 moral high ground is nowhere at the moment. I think I mean everybody is so inveigled in the whole thing. I don't think UEFA entirely hold the 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 power base in world football, and they shouldn't because I think you know you I mean don't don't dismiss that South American bloc, Brazil and Argentina in particular, but that whole South American bloc is very very powerful um, in terms of of on and off the field. Um, so so I think it's not just Europe um, that, that that has the power base in. In world football, but I, I, yeah, the, I think everybody's a little bit nervous now because the, the, this everybody is starting to look at everybody else, and I think that's what's going to happen. And if this house of cards does fall, I think that's what's going to happen. It's UEFA going to point fingers at. At, well, the United States are now pointing, pointing fingers, fingers at, at Concacaf. Concacaf are going to point it here. They're all going to point fingers at each other, and hopefully, at some point, all of it becomes glass and we can see through it all. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go to Durban. Nsantla, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina and your guest. Hi, Nsantla. Uh, yes, morning. Yes, that's your things. I wonder if the next president of FIFA is not going to come from the U.S. What is their motive behind the whole thing? That's a big question. And secondly, the football is a, is a good game, but it's got bad leadership. If I was a blatter and all the people at FIFA, if they had integrity, that are going to vote tomorrow, they should be calling for Sablata to step down because really this is a serious uh, uh, issue around him that is hanging around his head. Imagine the whole world being led by such a leader who is corrupt because the mere fact that this corruption has been known for years, it means that he has participated either way. So for me, is that the, I feel that the world leading football leaders in the world they, they are also spineless because they should have taken up a position to say they're not going to carry on with the, with, with the voting of the president tomorrow and to blood time a step down. All right. Thank you so much, Nsantla and Durban. Let's go to Sakina. Uh, TK. Sakina, I, th- I think Nsantla must be very careful to label um, Sir Blatter corrupt. As it is right now, nothing has been found against him although this whole thing has been happening under his leadership. So nothing has been pinned against him yet. So we must be very careful to say he is corrupt. That's, this is what I wanted to point mm. out. Well, he says, you know, whatever is going on here, uh, Sam's, uh, um, uh, he says uh, basically uh, uh, Seb Blatter participated in all of this. But then the question is, who didn't? 
everybody who is there then was, you know, in some way participated in what was going on. So if Seb Blatter is to step down, who is to take over from him? And from where I'm sitting right now, it only comes across as having more of the same. But let me hear from uh, Sam in Winterfeld. Good morning. Look, look, Sakina, uh, look, um, you know, like the mantra we're chatting, I'm just concerned, you know, that we, we seem to be very concerned whenever the West and, uh, you know, what happened to Libya and nothing, we don't seem to be learning. But my view in this regard is that as South Africans, what do we learn in terms of this corruption? You know, we, we, I'm, I'm puzzled because not even even uh, some of the forums, they cut as the provenance of about this corrupted the stadium, uh, building of the stadium. And I think that's what correct in, informs, uh, you know, an ordinary South African. That's the thing, I think, who cares? We don't care about that. We care about our own tax money and the which the stadium people corrupted and, and took. And the provenance of that has just been swept under because it's also mediocre in terms of what you reported as ABC and, and that, because these are wives. And the money could have well as well have gone to their pockets. But, and that's what, uh, you know, as in the people the, where we're sitting and we're in the, in the poorest of, the, of, our, of, our, of our area. Okay, that's Sam in Winterfeld. Uh, speaking of uh, why do we care, Zubair Sayed says, fans care because of uh, about football corruption, but the question is, what can we do? And Tommy says, the fans care. They care that uh, places that normally would never have hosted the World Cup actually got a chance under Blatter. KGM, what do you have to say? Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your guests. Two quick points. One, America wouldn't have bothered to do anything if they did not know how much uh, the World Cup generates. They started waking up after they hosted it, after seeing what is going on in there. There's big money in it. That's why they want it more than anything. This is not by any chance suggesting that if indeed the investigation is correct, uh, I'm by any chance condoning corruption that is happening at FIFA. The second and the last point. What are our, our leaders, our footballing leaders, uh, Denis Jordan, uh, Evan Koza, the, the, the local community, uh, the LEC as they were called, why are they quiet? Why is Safa quiet? Why is the Minister of Sports quiet? Why is our government quiet on this? We've been accused of, of having uh, had corruption dealings with FIFA. Why are we being hypocritical as a society and not look at our own people and get them to our account? All right. Thanks, KGM. Janet? Well, the Minister of Sport is actually holding a press conference now at 10 o'clock, um, so stay tuned to SAFM because we will update you in our news bulletins on what he says there. Says there. Um, as far as SAFA is concerned, they are, according to FIFA regulations, are not allowed to speak because these are FIFA allegations and this is an investigation into FIFA. So they, they, there's nothing that they can say yet. Nothing's been put to them. No charges have been laid against anybody within SAFA or anybody in South Africa yet. So they can't make a comment on something that they actually have, have, no, uh, they have no knowledge of. Um, so I, th- I think we're expecting a little bit too much to, to hear a substantial denial when they don't know, when no charges have actually been laid against them. Having said that, Tokyo Sehwale, who's obviously been intrinsically involved and is a member of the media committee of FIFA, has said, as far as he's aware and as far as he is concerned, the bidding for the 2010 World Cup was clean and we won it because of Nelson Mandela and not because of bribery. TK, what's your parting shot there? Sakina, I would like to see. I think, I think the whole thing that um, uh, uh, to, to appoint a country that would be hosting the World Cup 
the powers rest with the 24 executive members of FIFA was always open to manipulation. So FIFA is, it consists of 209 members. You know, I would like in future to see uh, measures put in place whereby all members, irrespective of whether you have uh, 50,000 people at your country or you have 50 million people of your country, you have the vote to determine which country should host the World Cup. I think maybe this could lessen, you know, this whole thing that we have seen happening in the past. Mm, and all brought about by Janet, of course, and Montserrat. I have one parting question. When we get rid of Sepp Blatter, is there somebody there who's honest enough to take over from More him? of the same. That's what I suspect. So does it really matter in the final analysis? And, of course, um, you know, we thank you so much for uh, joining in. So many of your messages still coming through. We'll post those on our SAFM website, uh, www.safm.co.za. So you can go there. What we'll do is we'll condense all of them from Twitter, Facebook, as well as our SMS line, and you can go there and have a look at what everybody else was saying about this morning's discussion. Thanks to our guest, uh, TK Thomas Gwenaite, well-known South African uh, journalist, sports writer and reporter, and our very own sports editor, uh, Janet Witten. Thanks so much for your participation and also to the production team for making sure it all went out loud and clear.